Welcome to episode eight of the Sound Body and Mind podcast with the Bowen Center and Mental Health American of Northeast Indiana. I'm Brooklyn Beatty. Heard weekday mornings on 97.3 WMEE. And with me in the studio is Esther Wilcox. She's the clinical director and licensed marriage and family therapist of the Bowen Center. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Uh, Before we dive into today's topic, I do want to just remind you that if you have any questions about today's topic or want to learn more, you can always text the word Bowen, B-O-W-E-N to 46862. And you can visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WMEE.com. And Esther, one of our big topics today is holiday depression, because obviously, you know, with the holidays coming around, they're not always necessarily merry for everyone. How do you know if you need to seek help for your holiday blues? Yeah, so I would say that in general, a lot of people have a lot of feelings this time of year, good and bad. Um, But I think that really the big question would be, has anything changed really noticeably from the way you normally feel? Um, Kind of checking in with yourself and and asking questions like, are my thoughts or feelings um, harmful to me? Are they potentially harmful to someone else? Um, Do I feel unsafe with myself when I'm alone? Um, some of those are good questions to be asking. Like if you're not if you're not sure, right? Um, to to determine if maybe you could use some extra support, and that could look a lot of ways. It might be linking up with family. It might be um, seeking professional support or mm-hmm. making sure you're spending more time with friends and and things like that. Um, and yeah. speaking of family, um, one of the most unfortunate things that happens every year: people lose love lo- lose loved ones. Specifically, you know, especially before the holidays for some people. Do you? Uh, How do you help fill that void over the holidays? Yeah, Um, I think that there are a couple of things that are useful to keep in mind there. And one of them is that it's important to let yourself have your feelings Mm -hmm. at some level. Um, We tend to want to run away from things that are really uncomfortable. uh, And grief and loss are some of those things that we we tend to run from. Um, So letting yourself have your feelings, but also knowing that it's still okay to, you know, find people that you enjoy to spend time with and um, letting yourself engage in things like your faith celebrations or gift giving or um, taking walks outside if it's not unbearably bitterly cold. Right. Um, But doing things that would normally bring you some happiness, even if you don't quite feel like it, um, is still an important thing to do because it kind of gets ourselves out of that sort of mental space that we have to be sad the Mm -hmm. whole time. So it's kind of like a balance of allowing yourself to have those feelings and experiences and also not kind of depriving yourself of those things that you might do if you weren't grieving. A big thing this time of year are getting together with your family and friends and your loved ones. And family dynamics can be difficult depending on what family you come from. What are some coping strategies to help avoid conflict, whether it involves you or other people? Yeah, conflict is a big thing. Um <laughs> So I would say I would say there are a lot of things we can do for internal coping skills as far as like doing some deep breathing if we catch ourselves feeling out of sorts, you know, a a shorter inhalation and a longer exhalation is going to help bring down that sympathetic nervous response system and kind of get us out of that fight or flight reaction. Um being able to kind of decide is this something that matters to me? Is this important now? Will it be important in five years and deciding if you actually want to react? I like that. Some mm-hmm. egging on that other family members might do. Um, but also setting some like external like boundaries with family sometimes can be helpful. You know, simple phrases like, 
hey, you know, I really don't want to talk about this right now. Let's move on to another topic. It can feel kind of like formal Mm -hmm. to say that to a family member and they might react a little weird at first. Um, But making that clear distinction on what's okay and what's not okay is actually really helpful in most families. We've talked a lot about dealing with your own personal issues when it comes to the holidays and depression. But what about someone else who's feeling depressed this holiday season? How do you know when it's really serious or something maybe you can handle internally? Yeah, I think the most important thing if you're looking to support somebody else is asking. Mm -hmm. Um, There's kind of a fear that a lot of people have about asking if someone's genuinely okay or not. Because we, I think we kind of convince ourselves that maybe we'll make other people think they're not okay if we ask. Right. In reality, asking is one of the most important things we can do. Just asking, are you okay? Are you, are you feeling like you need some support? Um, would you like to spend time with me over these holidays? Would you like to do something together? Do you want to be alone? But even more important, maybe just asking, is, is there something... Is there something I can do for you if you do feel more sad than normal or um, if you're feeling lower or more depressed than usual? Putting it into words and giving people who um, might have thoughts of harming themselves or um, who get particularly depressed this time of year um, is a really helpful way to just open the conversation so people aren't alone and isolated during the things that they're experiencing. What about kids specifically? I know during this time of year, it can be especially hard maybe on kids that their parents got divorced over the year and maybe this is their first holiday traveling back and forth or they're dealing with something else. How can you help out kids during this kind of time? Yeah, kids can look a lot of different ways um, and some of it depends a little bit on whether that kid's more of an externalizer or an internalizer mm-hmm. um, because that might determine maybe our own emotional reactions towards them too. But um, something that I would say is that as a general rule of thumb, if a kid is kind of out of sorts, they're like emotionally riled up, whether that's they're exploding all over the living room or they're like sunken and sullen in a corner and you can tell they're not feeling great um, or they're just being really like disrespectful um, or, or seeming belligerent there's a really good chance that child is not in the emotional space they need to be in to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. They really need to be to be supported and regulated before they can actually talk through what's going on. Um, so, so making sure that they feel safe and that they maybe are validated in what they're experiencing can help. Um, kids also, they, they learn and re-regulate really well through play. Um, it seems a little bit foreign to us as adults right. because we're just like, well, you can just talk it out. <laughs> but with little kids, they, they really... It's not as easy to talk it out. No, because they don't quite have the words for it yet. So being able to like maybe play or, or get some energy out or do something that shifts their mood a little bit can be really helpful. And then helping them find the words and asking about what their needs are, asking how they're feeling in their body. Because um, a lot of times kids, too, they experience emotions not just in like feelings in their heads or in their chest or something like that, but as in sensations in their body. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little bit harder for them to piece out, does my body feel unwell or does my mind feel unwell? That's a really good point. We've talked a lot about, you know, just emotions this time of year and people feeling depressed. But obviously there's a lot of stress that 
comes with the holiday season. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be joyous. But sometimes with all the hustle and bustle and feeling like you have deadlines, doesn't necessarily make it feel like that's the case. What does it do to your mental health? Yeah, um, we I think we tend to see this a lot as as all of this anticipation and busyness keeps going and going and going. And then we have the culmination of of the, you know, upcoming week of holidays and then everybody kind of crashes afterwards. Um, Part of that is just because stress is kind of a natural reaction to help us get through what we're doing differently. Things that we might care about or things that cause us some anxiety um and for a little while that's okay you know our bodies are kind of conditioned to handle stress for a certain amount of time but over a long period of time that can start to break down how well you sleep that can start to break down how well your body metabolizes food and um and if we're not sleeping well and we're not eating well our moods tend to get a little strained right it's all connected yeah it's all connected we might get cranky we might feel a little bit more sad we might feel um disconnected or a little bit kind of like off in la la land more than usual um so i think it's just important to remember to take space to like check in and Mm -hmm. and notice how we're feeling and recognize oh i i might need a little more extra time to like pay attention to me somewhere in the midst of all of this busyness and with the busyness obviously there comes the point where okay the holidays have happened all the gifts have been given. All the stress has gone away. And then some people kind of get holiday depression post-holiday because everything that they were looking forward to is done now. Are there ways to avoid that? I think yes and no. Um, I would say that for for some people, it's probably, it's probably good to just let themselves have those feelings mm-hmm. because they really, really care about this time of the year. And it's not a bad thing to feel that sadness and that low mood after the fact because that that's just telling you something that's telling you that you really value that that was really important so it's not necessarily bad right it's just it's just sad right it's over um but i would say that we can also take a look at um doing things like a reflection or a gratitude practice um where we kind of look back at how the holidays were what were things that we really loved maybe make like a memory scrapbook if you're crafty or a list if you're a little more like me and you like your bullet points. Me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> making lists of things that you really loved and valued and that you want to treasure and hold on to. And maybe making a list of things that you'd like to see happen next year. Mm-hmm. Um, one other thing that I would add there would be that a lot of people, they kind of like give themselves clearance or or allow themselves to just like go all out this time of year. And there's nothing to say that we couldn't do little celebrations throughout the whole year to kind of like have something to look forward to that isn't 365 days away. Right. Um, And I think that that's something that a lot of people might benefit from practicing a little bit more of is, is identifying spaces where it's, they'll let themselves celebrate different things. That way they can kind of look forward to things throughout the year. Yeah. Have that joy every day of the year if you want it. Right. Yeah. Well, kind of in the opposite of that, um, you know, some people during this time of year, it can be especially hard when you have holiday parties with work or with family or friends, because say you're recovering from like addiction or alcohol abuse, things like that. And you're offered all of those kind of things. Um, How can you avoid those triggers during this holiday season? Yeah, I think that probably some of the key things that are really useful to um, folks in recovery is coming in with a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's kind of it's kind of a tricky circumstance because they they really do have to be planful because other people may not be right um may not be aware they might not be mindful they might not respect some of the the needs and requests of those in recovery um but i would say that in some circumstances individuals in recovery have the opportunity to work with their family and friends to say hey can we not have alcohol at this party i would really like to attend and i think that if there's alcohol present i really won't be able to um being able to be open and honest is sometimes an option for other people that may not be the case it just depends on the dynamics um if that's not an option finding individuals who are safe um and and might be substance free during the holidays might be an appropriate alternative. Um, likewise, finding safe places where you can just say, hey, I got to leave early. Sorry, mm-hmm. guys. It was so great to see you all. And excusing yourself gracefully if you recognize that a trigger has started to impact you and you're like, it's, oh, can't do that. It's always okay to leave if you need to, right? Exactly. Um, and I would say that another thing that can be really useful is kind of setting setting oneself a reward. Like, um, I, I'm going to go to this party. I know there will be triggers. I'm going to do X, Y, or Z when I get home to reward myself for, you know, responding to my body and my emotions and, and respecting my choices. I like that. Setting goals for yourself. Exactly. And like, you know, celebrating when you reach when you reach the other side of that activity. Right. We've talked a lot about people either loving this time of the year or having hard times with it. What is your best advice for enjoying this time of the year, but also being, you know, emotionally and mentally aware of the others who may not be enjoying this and maybe struggling right now? Yeah, I this is one of those tricky ones because I think that people tend to guilt themselves if they feel like they're not doing good enough at paying attention to others. Mm -hmm. But then they also guilt themselves if they don't feel like they're, you know, allowing themselves to have fun um, and enjoy the holidays. Uh, So I think there's something to be said for balance and being able to hold two things at once. Um, And what I mean by that is kind of allowing yourself to have joy, even when you know somebody else is struggling allowing someone to have their emotions and feelings and and being able to be present with them in that um, maybe asking them questions and and um, offering to support them while also not letting that mean that you can't have your joy um, because a lot of us tend to just feel a little guilty if we have joy and someone else doesn't Um, but I think that a really important practice uh, as people are trying to navigate these holidays with um, their loved ones who who may have um, lower moods is just a practice of self-compassion, just being able to say, hey, I didn't quite do this as well as I wanted to, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, I I didn't screw anything up. I don't have to feel guilty for the way that I handled this. I'm doing my best. Um, Being able to just kind of give yourself some some grace and some space. Knowing you're allowed to feel how you can feel, right? Exactly, yeah. I think that that's probably the best thing that we can do. For each other and for ourselves. And I did want to mention, um, you know, if you are struggling this time of year and you need someone to talk to, there's always the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. You can call or text that just 988. But Esther, I did want to ask, is there anything that we may have not mentioned about holiday depression or coping this time of year that you wanted to add at the end? Mm, I would just say that um, I- I've kind of mentioned it throughout, but just for anybody, I think it's worth taking a moment in advance of holidays to just 
check in with yourself and and notice if there's anything that you're anxious about, noticing if there's anything that you're expecting or not expecting. If we kind of go into situations with an anticipation of what we're going to do, we'll be more aware of what's happening as it's happening. Mm -hmm. Um, And that helps us interact with other people better. It helps us respect each other better. Um, and usually just leads to the holidays being a little more present and mindful. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. One more time, if you want to learn a little bit more about today's topic or you have any t- or if you have any questions, you can text the word Bowen, B-O-W-E-N, to 46862 or visit the Mental Health and Wellness Hub under On Demand on WME.com.